Hello everybody and welcome to the new series of Gradcracker webinars. Due to their success, we have decided to run them again, featuring some really exciting employers from lots of different sectors, including automotive, banking, consulting, energy, the armed forces, the list is almost endless. All of the webinars, the old and the new, are listed on Gradcracker, so have a look at the lineup today and register your interest. If you are new to the webinars, they are live and recorded, and we feature the recordings the following day on the Employers Company Hub and in the Career Centre. And if you've joined us for the last couple of seasons, it's great to have you back. So today is an event we look forward to each year, where we meet Mercedes Formula One. We will bring you up to speed with everything that's new, and similar to the last webinar, we'll be meeting with Angela, HR Coordinator, and four IPs or Industrial Placement students. I'm not sure that anybody needs instructions from Mercedes Formula One, but Angela, can you introduce yourself to the audience and, and give everybody an overview about what's new, anything exciting that you want to share with us and your future plans? Hi, everybody. My name is Angela Green, and I'm one of the HR coordinators here at Mercedes. Um, I lead on the industrial placement program, and so I'm really excited to be coming to you again for this webinar and to tell you a lot about our placements that we have available. Um, you know. There's so much going on in Formula One, so um, it's just it's just a really exciting time. You know, we've come back to this this season with renewed efforts to to bring that challenge to get back to the front of the grid, um, and we're also having a lot of exciting changes here at the factory in Brackley, where we're looking to have a green and um, a carbon neutral campus. So yeah, really really exciting. Perfect. Thank you very much, Angela. So before we come back to Angela and find out about the opportunities that they've got open um, this week, so they're opening this week, alarm, 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 and we're going to meet the IPs um, first. So I'm going to start with you, Hannah. So tell me a little bit, bit, bit about yourself. So where did you go to university? What are you currently studying and your role at Mercedes Formula One? Um, I'm Hannah. I'm at Loughborough University. I'm doing a master's in mechanical engineering with this year in industry. Yeah. Um, and I'm an electronics placement student. Perfect. Thank you, Hannah. Bryce. Beautiful. Uh, hi, I'm Bryce. Uh, I study mechanical engineering at Harvard um, over in the States, and I am a race strategy placement student. And you want to say hello to somebody special who's watching this webinar, Bryce? Hi, my mom's out there somewhere. <laughs> so. Hi, Bryce's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bryce. Jasbia, thank you. Um, hi, my name is Jasbeth. I'm at University of Birmingham and I am the Commercial Industrial Student Placement. Perfect. And, and what are you studying at um, university? I'm studying Business Management with a okay. year's degree. Perfect. Thanks, Jasbeth. And last but not least, Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm from Oxford Brooks University studying Motorsport Engineering and I'm the Cost Analyst Industrial Placement. Super. So lots of different backgrounds there, lots of new and exciting things that they're, they're working on at Mercedes Formula One. And um, so just to break the ice, my favourite part of the webinar is to get a top fact um, about you as a company. So Jamie, I know we've handpicked some people. Jamie, tell us about your top fact. I knew that. You were going to come to me first. <laughs> um, it's, uh, my fun fact is around uh, what the W stands for in W14. Yeah. And it stands for wagon. Wagon. Oh, never knew that. Good fact. Thank you, Jamie. Sorry for coming to you first, love. Um, <laughs> Angela, Angela, I'm asking you for the next one. So, um, because we race um, all over the world, um, something that connects the factory back to the race team, um, wherever they are, um, is that every Thursday before a race, our hub, which is our on-site restaurant, um, they put on a menu based on the country that we're going to be racing in. So, 
for me in particular, I'm always very excited when the team go to Japan because I'm very much looking forward to the Japanese food and on offer in the hub on Thursday. Oh, lovely. Oh, that sounds exciting. So when you're with Silverstone, what do you get? Like, well, I am not sure. (laughs) Everybody was like, oh, what kind of, what kind of British, like, food is going to be on offer here? And so, yeah, we have had things like pie mash and then, like, fish and chips. Thank you. You were going to say fish and chips. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Angela. And Hannah, I'm asking you the fact. Mine's one that Paul Mills actually told us on our first day. He's our CPO. Yeah. And uh, he sort of said, oh, why are we called Silver Arrows? And it's actually because mm-hmm. in 1934, um, there was a weight limit imposed of 750 kilos. And our car came to the Nürburgring at about 751, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So they allegedly <laughs> paints and uh, stripped off the white paint. And we got in weight limit and we ended up winning that one. So mimicked a bit by the W14 with all our bare carbon. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Perfect. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Okay, so before um, I hand over to Jess um, and speak to everybody in more detail about your roles and projects that you've been working on, um, I want to speak to Angela in a bit more detail about the opportunities that are going to be opening this week. Um, So I say that, so um, don't forget to follow Mercedes Formula One. So when we do open their opportunities, you'll receive an email and push notification via the app. So Angela, what is going to be on offer um, to our students this week? So we're really exciting to offer um, placements in most of our technical areas. So, you know, just to name a few like aerodynamics, vehicle dynamics um, in our design office as well. Um, So really, really exciting opportunities there. But um, also don't forget we have placements in our business support areas. So like Jazzbeer. So, you know, really exciting. And we have a new opportunity in business support. So we have a communication um, industrial placement that we're offering for the first time this year. Um, And we also have a new placement in the design office. So we're looking for a powertrain integration um, industrial placement as well. So very, very exciting. Yeah, lots of things on offer. And so tell me a little bit more about the timelines. And so you'll be going live tomorrow. What are your deadlines and what is the application process looking like? Yep. So um, when we go live um, this week, so we're looking to be open for only two weeks. Yeah. So um, we, we do say, please do get your applications in. Um, it'll be a two-week um, application window. Um, we're looking to then um, look at our first stage, uh, which might be a Teams interview, um, and then bring a successful candidate to pass the Teams interviews to assessment centers in late October, early November. Super, thank you very much, Angela. So what we're going to do now is hand over to Jess um, and then towards the end of the webinar, um, Angela's going to come back to us and give you lots of hints and tips and speak to you all in a bit more detail about the um, application process and what that looks like. Um, So for now, thank you very much, Angela. Um, Jessica, I'm going to hand over to you. Brilliant. Thanks, Carla. What a great introduction. So one of my first questions to you all is why Mercedes Formula One? Um, So Bryce, you're top of my list. So I'm going to come to you first and you can tell me a bit about your personal experience on why you decided to apply to this particular placement. Yeah, of course. So I think like many of us who work here, and I'm sure many of you who are watching, um, I've been a huge Formula One fan my whole life. So back in the States, it used to be every Sunday morning, I'd wake up and watch with my family. And so I've always been a fan um, and as I was starting to look for, for opportunities out in the, in the working world, I want to go somewhere where I felt like I could be part of a team and have more of an impact on, on the company that I was working for. And I didn't think a desk job would fit me. And Formula One is kind of the perfect balance of seeing what you do every day manifest itself, um, you know, 23 times throughout the year. 
Um, and so just being able to have that impact um, was what really drew me to the team. 100%. And do you feel as though so far it's met those expectations? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can say like some of the work I've done, I know for a fact has been uh, read and seen by Toto and Lewis and just like knowing wow. that things that I have done, have, you know, like they get into important people's hands is, is really, really empowering. So. Yeah, that's really good. And we're going to make that point a bit later on, but it's something I really want to be a theme for running, you know, running throughout the, the hour is that there is so much hands-on work and so much, you know, uh, responsibility that you get really early on, which sounds really, really good. Um, Jamie, I'm going to come to you next. Same question. Why Mercedes Formula One? Um, well, it's, as Bryce said, uh, Formula One is probably been watching it with my father since I think I was six or seven. So that's always been quite a strong memory for me there. And then growing up was just, it was watching this car go around the track as quick as it can, whilst at the same time being at the pinnacle of technology was something that really fascinated me. And, and to come work at Mercedes was like a dream come true. Because at the time, they were the powerhouse in the sport and they were making a real difference both on and off the track. And it's, it felt like a great team to become, to become a part of. At what point, Jamie, do you pinch yourself and think, oh, my goodness, I'm actually here and this is actually <laughs> um, the, the first time was uh, an, odd, an odd story would be I was going to the toilet and I walked in and Andrew Shovlin was holding the door open for me. <laughs> and it was this very weird realisation of what am I doing here? This <laughs> 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 man only exists on TV and now the door open. <laughs> what did you say at that point? Oh my god, how that's what you'd say, Jess. Yeah. Play it cool, play it cool. cool. Yeah, exactly. No, I love it. Well done, Jamie. And Hannah, coming to you next. Again, same question. Why Mercedes Formula One? I think aside from obviously what the other boys have said, it's actually more on that on that first interview day, coming to the factory and having a tour around and just feeling already welcome. You can see where you'd be sitting, you can see the people you're working with. You know, you meet your your sort of managers, your line managers up and above. And mm -hmm. that first welcome day and that first just being in the factory, it's quite uncommon that in these interview days you sort of get a tour around and, and you get as far in as we did. Um, and I think that was just sort of what made the decision factor between a lot of other companies. And then when you were applying, was you, did you at any point, did you, was you nervous? Did you think that it was actually ever going to happen? You know, when you when it actually does happen, what what does it feel like? And did you have any reservations before you applied? I think it's so surreal that you you never think how the number of applicants that you yourself are going to get it, and it's always a dream of this is what you want. But yeah. it feels so surreal. But once you get down to that sort of stage where you're in person, everything suddenly is is so much more relaxed. Speaking to people one on one, the whole company was so relaxing mm -hmm. and so you felt at home. You didn't feel like you were being interviewed in the same sort of way as some of the say sit down interviews. So I think it's just incredibly comforting coming in here. The the nerve the most sort of nerve wracking bit is that bit when you're on your own applying. From that mm -hmm. point it's interesting. Angela, contacting with Angela is like, mm -hmm. you know, so <laughs> calming. She's just lovely on email. So yeah. <laughs> Everyone through those stages is just wonderful. Which you can see, you know, and obviously the audience would have seen this, but when you were all, um, you know, speaking to each other before this event and, you know, the organised sessions that we've all done, you all seem so relaxed. And that is, you know, a really nice thing to see that you all feel so comfortable so early on. Uh, Jasvia, last but absolutely not least, same question, why I'm saying it's Formula 1? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always been a massive fan of Davies on Formula 1 and my as well, but I think Formula 1 as an industry is so fast-paced and so moving. 
and mm-hmm. with the the job role the responsibilities that entails as you were saying earlier because it's you know you can adapt so much and you can learn so much from it as well but it's it's an amazing place to be and I think to them be here and working with the people who have some responsibilities and learning from them you know it's mm-hmm. a real privilege yeah brilliant really good and from a business background then you know it might not be an obvious route you know to go into Formula One and do you feel as the you know that transition's been easy so far and you know could you see a future I will come to futures a bit later on so maybe don't answer that bit just yet but (laughs) yeah no I mean from the business aspect it's nice because obviously they encompass it as one so even if you do do engineering or business or marketing you know we're all here together working as a team so don't ever feel left out and you know everyone's always happy to teach you if you ever want to you know need a question they'll always be there for you as well yeah perfect really good and so now on to your roles so we think that it's important important as I've mentioned already that we get the idea across to the audience that from day one you are part of the team and it is very very hands-on so I want to hear more a bit about your experiences and um you know what experience have you gone through that you know really really kind of in gets that message across really so Bryce can I come back to you first and yeah what is life like for you at Mercedes Formula One at the moment yeah I think I'm lucky to have one of the more hands-on roles I think working at this team so I do strategy which means um week in and week out we're working to prepare um the best strategy for our cars for every race um and that includes working every race weekend um so we have the RSR or the race support room here in the factory. Um, and here there's a group of about 20 of us who go and help uh, support the team at the track um, to make that car go really fast around the track every weekend, um, which is great because I'm involved in everything from the beginning of the very first practice session to the end of the race. Wow. So give us an, a bit of an insight into what that's actually like. So because I have the luxury of speaking to you guys in previous webinars, I kind of knew a bit about this room. But for anyone that doesn't know, talk us through what it's really like and, you know, what it is like across those two days. And, you know, what what does it really feel like to hear and everything on, as it's going on on the ground? Yeah. So for me, I think this is like my very first weekend was a race weekend. And it was probably the most surreal moment for me okay. um, where you walk in and the first thing you do every day is a debrief to drivers. So. Um, it's very much like Nash's mission control, if you can imagine that. So super futuristic and crazy. And you put on the headphones and the first thing you hear is Toto and Lewis just talking about their weeks before and we go in and and we talk about everything. And then um, throughout all the sessions, we're basically trying to come up with models and simulations that help us come up with the best strategy. And we refine those throughout the weekend. So come race day, we have the clearest picture of what we think it's going to look like. And we're prepared for every scenario that might occur throughout the weekend. So. Do you feel fully prepared, you know, even at this really early stage of the the placement, you feel prepared going in, you feel confident. Have you had a situation yet where you were a bit nervous, you didn't know what to do and how did that situation pan out? Or is it yeah, all yeah, for sure. And yeah, so like I said, my very first weekend was a race weekend, which is super stressful. Um, uh, but going in, there's a, an incredible support team around me who are walking me through everything. Um, and even on that first weekend, I was given things that if I messed up, you know, that might have had an outcome on how we did certain things. Um, mm-hmm. And in the time since, I like I have made mistakes, but I think something that's really crucial about the culture here at Mercedes is it's never about blaming me. I've never really received any of that uh, direct uh, like feedback that, oh, you've messed something up. It's about the team and what can we do to make it better so it doesn't happen again and really supporting you throughout the process. So even when I have made a mistake, it's just been about teaching you and, and 
getting you to do better the next time, which has been super empowering. So Wow. And what a lovely ethos to have. Do you know what I mean? It's not about finger pointing or blaming. It's okay, we've made a mistake. How do we move on and make sure we don't do it again? Brilliant. I love that. Um, so well done, Bryce, for that. Uh, Jamie, coming to you. Um, I'm sticking with this order. I hope this is okay. <laughs> so Jamie, I'm coming to you next. Um, yeah, tell us a bit more about your experiences so far. Um, so my role is looking as a sort of data analyst around our data surrounding the cost cap. Um, so looking at how are we spending our money, where are we spending our money, are there potential savings, uh, making sure that most most importantly that we stay under the cap, um, course, yeah. which we did successfully in 2022. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, and then more recently, it's I've had the opportunity to really push and develop my skill set surrounding machine learning and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Can you tell us any more about that without going into too much detail? Or, uh, well, it's um, looking at sort of forecasting various costs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Cool. You, I just got in if you feel like I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else, Jessica, that we we try to to foster. So with with our placements, we like to have an overlap. So um, when we were talking about support and training in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, so we we like to offer um, an overlap in placement. So the previous year's placement is still here when these guys joined, um, and they got to do a handover and to be trained uh, by the person who was in the role Brilliant. previously. Um, and that's a really nice way to start your placement. So you have somebody on hand all the time. You yeah. can ask all your questions. You know they can you know they can answer all the big questions, little questions, anything. Um, and then yeah. they finish their placement and hand over to these guys. So it's like a really nice transition. That is good. And it obviously makes you feel comfortable as well. You've got that person that you can ask those questions to. Um, so, yeah, really good, Jamie. So in terms of um, have you had any other experiences then whilst you've been here that, again, that kind of hands on experience that you've had? Uh, yeah, it's been plenty of hands on experience um, in terms of, you know, actually, the projects that we do and who I get to work with in the company. So working with some fairly high profile characters like our engineering director, for example. Um, you know, I remember that first, I remember I had a very first meeting where I was presenting a piece of work I'd done to him and I spent the whole morning nervous and sweaty and, wow. and people were supporting me the whole way through. I said, no, it's going to be fine. And now yeah. I've got a really good working relationship with him. And it's, it's that sort of, uh, the biggest thing about Mercedes is we do have a hierarchy, but it feels more like a matrix structure in the terms mm-hmm. of uh, these ranks don't really exist. And that's yeah. a really place to be because I feel like I can go to anybody and ask, you know, a, a small question, a big question. I feel like I'll get a sensible answer or they'll try to help me and get the best out of me for it and we'll run through it. And that's an important thing when you're in industrial placement. The biggest thing for you is, is learning. Absolutely, yeah. And also put yourself in those situations as well, because it's quite easy to say, oh, actually, no, I'm not confident enough, but forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. So, you know, well done for doing that, because, oh, the thought of doing that makes me feel a bit nervous (laughs) so early on. So well done for doing it. Um, Hannah, coming to you, tell me a bit about your experiences so far and, like I said, the hands-on experiences that you've received. So I'm one out of two electronics placements. Um, I'm in installation, which is more sort of schematic and harness routing. Um, so we work across the entire car, boat, um, pit systems, di- um, the dyno, pretty much anything that has any form of electronics on it. Um, yeah. And then there's another one in systems. So when sensors come back, uh, they test them and see where the issues are, or you can go into PCB design. So I run in installation, but 
in electronics and I think throughout the whole company it's a very sort of if you want to go and try something you're more than welcome to go over and and you know sort of see what something's like and go and work in there for a bit at least get as much experience as you can um so that's what I think is fantastic is that you're not pigeonholed into one area you know I don't sit there at my desk and do one job that I was hired for I can go out and try what I want and come back and say actually I quite like that um, yeah and feed that back to my managers and, and so forth um And just working across the whole area, you know, we have the AC37 project uh, with America's Cup and that's a huge project and it's just fantastic to be able to work with sort of INEOS with that and and spread out from not just within, you know, Brackley, but spread out to other other companies. Would you say you've had an experience so far that you have had that has surprised you in terms of maybe, oh, you didn't realise you'd like that or you didn't realise that even could be an option in the future? Has it you know, the whole kind of placement so far, has it opened your eyes up to anything else in terms yeah, of what you interest are, where it could lead? Yeah, I think one of the things is that when you try and apply for these jobs and having been in university, you've never had an actual experience of what's it like once you step in. Yeah. So having that sort of realisation on your first day of this is nothing like what I thought it was, mm-hmm. it's 10 times better, is yeah. sort of just, you know, a breathe a sigh of relief. But the fact that you can sort of go out and see, actually, I thought I would want to do this and I didn't. I much prefer this area. And yeah. you know, having applied for one role and then you can sort of go and have a look at, at some others and, and see where you want to fit. Um, that sort of helps further down the line, you know, with your future career. You can know, actually, I've tried it and this is what I like. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a shock once you come in on your first day, first week. And the time to sort of useful work almost is very, very short. So mm. within the first week, we're all, like Bri said, in something you know pretty pretty you know useful to the company yeah. so I think that's the the good thing is the just fast design cycle you know we're designing things in with a sort of three day to three month lead time where you you have to get things out quickly and everyone that works in this company is of the same mentality of you know we're, we're working for one goal so. yeah and I suppose interesting I don't know if that's this is a bit naive from my point but yeah that quick turnaround isn't it you know you you've got to think of an idea you act on your feet you work as a team to respond and you've got that deadline over your head of the weekend to come in and you need to get it done and so it must be really exciting being that fast pace as well it's that's not that's not like many other industries really responding acting and getting stuff out and done within three days is 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 quite exceptional really yeah, and I think you start to realise once you're in sort of just how fast it is compared to other areas. You know, Formula mm-hmm. One, we all know is fast, but when you're in it and you're thinking, God, I've designed this and it's being built in three days, like, yeah. my <laughs> goodness me, like, yeah, crazy. You know, you see the work. When they say you own your tenth of second, I think they really mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sort of mind blowing thing coming in. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I love that. Well done, Hannah. Okay, so Josephia, coming back to you, same question. Tell me about your experiences so far. Yeah, so in the commercial department, my job role is very broad in terms of what I do, which is quite nice. So okay. I'll be working with communications, I'll be working, doing a lot of stuff with marketing in terms of you know the e-com side as well, which is a lot of what I do. So okay. um just doing changes to the site, especially when new product launches come on. Um, because my department's quite small as well, so I have quite a lot of responsibility in terms of that. But it's quite nice because, you know, it's a question of I you know, my manager who'll be like, you know, just he'll let me do it and he he'll know as well. Like, for example, oh, let's never go that again actually, sorry. So he'll always he knows I I can do it and he won't ever question me in terms of, you know, are you okay or 
they will always be there in terms of what I can do as well. So it's quite nice. Oh, that's really interesting. So next, we're going to talk a bit about projects. So I'll stick with you, Jasbir, because you've just mentioned about, you said that the new site's gone live, website. <laughs> yeah. So Did you have much involvement with that? Or is it more since it's gone live and that side of it? Could you tell us yeah. a bit about so the website went live March time, so it's quite new in terms of they just brought it in-house as well. So I'll be doing a lot of stuff with, with like, for example, third-party agencies. If there's any issues that may happen, then, you know, I'll be talking and communicating with them through a lot of stuff. So I'll be sorting out the issues or even in terms of, you know, how to make the website a lot more efficient, what we can do, how we can do this to make the customer journey a lot more better and improve it, for example. So it's quite hands-on in terms of like that. But you'll... You know, you'll get to meet a lot of new people and work with, for example, different agencies, but in terms of selling, like, paid ads, etc. You've got the beauty of being able to see lots of different elements yeah. of the business mm -hmm. as well, haven't you? Which is, is an exciting, you know, place to be. Um, in terms of um, a project then that you've worked on so far, uh, Jasbir, can you tell us a bit about, you know, something that you've experienced so far that you would want to share with the group? Yeah, so um, the... Obviously, within commercial, we essentially bring the revenue in to make the car. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I also do is a, a lot of research and data analysis in terms of, you know, different companies, industries, um, ones we can tap into, etc., and stuff like that, which is very insightful because, you know, I think coming into Formula One, I was not that I was completely aware, but, you know, I've never had, had like a full time office job. Or, oh, and yeah. you learn so much in terms of. You know what they're looking for etc um mm -hmm. and it sort of opens my eyes but um but yeah so just like sort of looking at the different companies and there was something that i did do for um someone in terms of on the sales side so they didn't need um, i can't specifically say of course but um some figures and just looking into different you know data and mm -hmm. it's very insightful and just to see the different trends of formula one and you know things you wouldn't imagine or people you wouldn't imagine to work with Cool. Yeah, really, really interesting. So from your side then, you know, maybe if I'm right in saying almost more, less about the actual mechanics of the car. So but if you did have the interest to get involved in that in terms of, you know, the race weekends and things like that, you know, Bryce spoke about his experience, you know, can you get involved in that? Is there anything that, you know, if you're not actually hands on towards the car, but you've got still got that real interest and want to see what's going on? Can you get those experience if you wanted to? Um, yeah. I think like a lot of viewers were saying, you know, you can do as much as you want if you just, you know, ask the questions. And it's quite nice having this IP cohort as well because obviously there's not a lot of stuff I would know in terms of the engineering side. So, you know, I can easily just pop up to one of the guys and, you know, they can bring me down, let me the car, explain certain things to me um, mm -hmm. or even meet people on the team as well quite nicely. So there's a lot of stuff you can sort of engage with and learn as well quite nicely, but definitely. That's good. Really, really good to hear. Bryce, I'll come back to you then. If you could tell me a project that you have been working on so far and um, what, yeah, again, what the experiences were like. Yeah, beautiful. So I'd say my job is so closely related to the races. It's less about one project and more about the, the ongoing flow of the, you know, one race weekend to the next. Okay. Um, so a lot of what we do is all data analytics and trying to, like I said, predict what's going to happen throughout the course of the weekend. So in the days leading up to a race, like we are now, so looking ahead to Singapore, um, it's doing work trying to see what historically has happened in years past, um, what weather reports are coming up, what data do we know about the tires from um, previous races this year, and, and trying to come up with a baseline for our strategy going into the weekend. 
Um, and then when the weekend comes and we do our practice sessions, um, we go and we have a plan of what data we're trying to get, what we're trying to learn about the car, what we're trying to learn about our competitors' cars, and yeah. updating that throughout the weekend by you know, running various models and using different tools that we build in-house. Um, and then at the end of the weekend, a lot of what we do is reflecting on what has happened and how we can do it better, um, which I think is a really key part of what we do here as a team is not only trying to get good results, but seeing you know what mistakes have we made and what can we do to fix that. And so a lot of what I do is going back through um, the decisions that we've made and trying to see if there's other ones that we could have made to optimize our strategy and maybe get you know those extra couple points or, or learn something new about the car throughout the weekend. So. So this sounds incredible. Again, it still blows my mind every time I speak to you guys how hands-on you get to be. So in those situations, if you did have an idea or if you did have a thought or suggestion, you could bring that to the table and then that could potentially change the game of how the race goes and how you finish. 100%, um, yeah. So have, has that ever happened yet? Have you ever suggested anything? Have you ever thought, oh, I've got an idea here? Yeah, so yeah. it's one of those environments where you're definitely encouraged to speak up. And I think okay. that's one of the things I said first day is if you have an idea, you're coming in as someone who doesn't know what we've been doing. I, I mean, a lot of people in my department have been working there for almost a decade. So sometimes it does take a new face to come in and see, you know, where there mm -hmm. might be something really obvious that's been missing. Um, and so... I feel like maybe I haven't had a completely groundbreaking moment, but not I've yet, not yet. <laughs> um, and, you know, I brought up things and they say, go run along with it and see what you can do. And so um, okay. I think similar to others, a lot of what I do is data anal uh, data analytics on, on past things. So they say, if you think there's a trend here, go and try and solve it, see if there's something that we're missing. And you go and you, you try and do your best. And I've, I've presented things to my supervisors and say, oh, this is really good. We can expand upon this and it grows. Um, so yeah, there, you are really empowered to just come up with ideas and do it. If it's going to help the team, they want you to do it. That's, that's what we're all about. So, so that problem solving mindset seems to be key. And I can imagine Angela, that's probably a, a skill that you, you look for in an application is the, you know, you know, that problem solving, you know, where can we see a trend in terms of, um, you know, the analytics, I don't want to go into the detail of the analytics, but you know, it's great as well that you've got access to all that that, you know, again, so early on that you're given the responsibility that you can access all this data, you can compare, you can contrast. And um, was you surprised by any of that? How, again, how much you were just exposed to? A hundred percent. I think that's one of the craziest things for me was coming in and just a transparency. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, I'm in pretty much every weekend that involves the drivers from the beginning to the end. So I hear what they're talking about before and after the sessions, I have access to pretty much all of the data surrounding the car. Um, and what we do with it every weekend and, and why we make the decisions that we do. Mm -hmm. And to have just come in from not knowing anything to in my first week, like being exposed to all this is really, really enlightening. And it just goes to show how much of a part of the team you are, like as an industrial placement, you're not an add-on. They're not mm -hmm. here to make you do like the grunt work that no one else wants to do. You are an integral part of the team. They value you and what you can contribute is, is really, really useful and, and helps us um, be really successful in this industry. So. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned about the debrief then. So would that tend to happen straight after or is that the the kind of the week after the event that tends to happen? Yeah, no. So everything's very immediate. So there's a debrief before, usually about an hour to 30 minutes before each session. And then yeah. afterwards, 30 minutes after the session. So once the drivers have a chance to change out and, you know, oh, relax. Okay. So it's immediate. And so you get to hear their feedback about mm -hmm. what they liked about the car, what they didn't, what they think other teams are doing. And what they want to try out and what they think might be really, really good. Um, so you're, you're exposed to, to all of that um, 
just it's just wild to think that you can you know hear Lewis complain that he doesn't like this or he wishes we did this or something like that. Um, it's you're right there, which is so cool. And again, it's another skill to have is communication. Just see what I mean? You know, if, yeah. if say for example, you know, say the driver, Lewis, whoever it may be, George, any the same one thing, and you've got to okay take that on in consideration but you know comply you know compare it to the data and then mm. you know is it that much of a change or is it going to be a dramatic change doing this again it must be really really overwhelming to get this feedback think what can you do how to do it and then do it in a time frame which you've got to do it all super quickly you've got to yeah, have yeah. composure <laughs> exactly exactly and i'll say i i listen to them and i still learn something new every single time i listen to one yeah. of these um, the people that are talking are full, full of knowledge and have been doing what they've been doing for such a long time that you always learn something. There's always something to pick up. Mm. Uh, so in one hand, yeah, it's a little overwhelming, but it's also I just look at it as an experience to, to just learn. It's an opportunity mm. to get better at your job and um, to understand the world that you're working in a little bit better. Um, and so for that, I'm just like, I'm really thankful to be where I am and to be able to see everything that I do. Yeah, perfect. Love it. Well done. Well done for having that confidence. Jamie, going to come to you next, my love. Um, projects. Yeah, tell me a project that you've worked on so far that you're super proud of. Uh, the, the project I'd be most proud of is uh, my most recent one, which would be looking at various design projects within the design office. Uh, and then we're trying to evaluate in terms of salary cost, how much they cost us each. Okay. each and then applying by applying an artificial intelligence model, we're trying to predict when in the year they may land and how may, how much they may cost us in a year or two years' time um, mm -hmm. so we can you know, start to plan more effectively in terms of how much salary we're spending and where, uh, how can we save, can we start cutting some things somewhere, that, that sort of work. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And then again, in terms of um, exposure to data knowledge information to to have that and to be working on things like that is is absolutely massive is that something you expected i'm guessing not no when i when i started there was absolutely no way i thought i'd be working on yeah. <laughs> artificial intelligence um so it's been really great to sort of discover that and find that it's something that i'm really passionate about and i enjoy a lot and also you know be surrounded by the right people to help me develop those skills sure Definitely. Really, really good. Great stuff. And Hannah, coming to you next, projects. Um, so I think the good thing is to be able to flip from sort of, you know, working on the dyno looms to then, um, say, the boat, uh, which we've got. So my current project is across uh, the America's Cup boat. So we're in quite a busy design phase for that, particularly within electronics. Um, mm -hmm. And so I sort of get given the responsibility of, you know, I can take from start to finish all the way through a harness routing, you know, across, can you sort of speak with different departments, hydraulics, interface with everyone, and then, you know, go through straight through phase, all the way through to design review, and then out to purchasing. Um, and to sort of have that, you know, it's almost my part, you know, my part of, mm -hmm. of going from point to point, and, and you sort of learn so much with different opinions, you know, you might think this is the, the best way to go. But actually there's plenty of people that have come before me with uh with so much knowledge and they just think of things you've never thought of mm. um and you know just learning different ways to do things different ways of things that you've never thought of thinking through like everything you've got to think how it's built and and how they're going to to go from stage one of me designing to your physical product um so i think that's that's a good thing and just the sheer scale of our america's cup boat is anytime bigger than the boat it's huge uh, than yeah. the cars are <laughs> So yeah, that sort of scale and and sort of 
thinking how how big is this and how much does it weigh and things like that there's so many considerations to think of yeah. through each of our jobs um that you just end up multitasking a lot more than you you ever have um so another yeah. great skill to have yeah, yeah it's insane <laughs> <laughs> so hannah a couple of questions there so in terms of of your role before you applied or when you're going through the application process did you know that there was going to be a crossover then between the boat and the car or is this just because you've shown an interest into the the boat side of it that you've you're kind of getting those experiences yeah so I knew that I'd be working across multiple different projects we run multiple projects alongside the car current car future car car uh, boats you know pits everything we run so many different projects that yeah. that you have the opportunity to work on really whatever you see and, and whatever needs your your sort of attention um mm-hmm. so I'm happy to work with so many different people and and I think it's a good thing for a lot of each department to be working with with different departments yeah interfacing with each other so yeah I I knew beforehand and and to sort of know that you have a part on so many different things yeah it's a really really like key thing you know when I see the race next year I'll be like I've I've worked on that Well done, you. What an amazing, all four of you. It must be incredible. You know, you've said about your personal experience, you know, being seven-year-old, sat with your dad or sat with your family on a Sunday afternoon watching it. You must be like, pinch yourself, think, oh my goodness, I'm actually now here. I've got the shirt on and I'm doing this and I'm actually working on the car. It must be an amazing feeling. Um, Hannah, just going back and um, I felt like I asked you a similar question before, so don't feel like I'm targeting you when I say this. It was just because it's come to my mind. But in terms of, because of that crossover and because of all of the experiences you've had, again, do you ever have that worry that you you don't you know, your knowledge isn't big enough yet? You know, you're only second year at university. You know, you haven't completed your degree yet. Was there any reservations of I'm, I don't know enough? Am I going to be all right to apply to this? Yeah, I mean, I I do a mechanical engineering degree, so I'm nowhere near an electronics degree, but I know B equals IR, so you know that's all I need. But yeah, by no means do you have to know everything going in. A lot of it actually is quite mechanical in terms of routing and sort of okay. how you decide with other departments. You know, it's really your your base skills rather than your your sort of I don't know how to call it your theoretical knowledge like your book knowledge less than much that especially once you move from university into this sort of job it's it's really not as much book knowledge as you think it is it's it's you pick up things from everyone else you know no one's ever taught me this in my degree no one's ever taught me this role Mm -hmm. you come in and you learn it same for I think everyone it's very much you know you pick it up as you work here and and you sort of learn as you go along um so yeah by no means do you have to do a specific degree (laughs) or a specific sort of area to come into any of these roles um mm. yeah so speaking this is probably leads me nicely on to the next question because something which um is grad cracker when we're saying to students about students about the benefits of doing a placement is that the the placement almost pays off when you're back at university as well because you then you sit and then realizing oh my goodness I didn't realize how much I learned and how much now I can apply this to you know my final year of study and would you say that you're starting to feel that benefit? Are you almost excited to go, not to go back to university, obviously you want to stay in <laughs> as long as you can, but you know, that feeling of, oh my goodness, now the experience and the knowledge I've gained just so far and how you can apply that into, you know, your career in the future. It must feel really exciting to think, you know, yeah, what think- the next steps could you know lead to. You learn so much from so many different people about the real world almost. And, we're sort of in this crazy Formula One world, maybe not the real world, but you know, 
your degree doesn't teach you the same sort of thing as this job does and to be able to transfer mm. back to uni you know yeah. the sort of team principle the the principle that the company holds and the project management is a big thing the, the level of project management in here is just insane that we've never had in group projects at university so <laughs> you know maybe we'll take some of that back and do a bit better but yeah I think there's just so many things you learn from from each individual person that you can then take back and just the core skills of communication or um, yeah teamwork and anything like that just to such problem a solving yeah, yeah. teamwork you know communication it's all just these you know sounds basic doesn't it when you say it like that oh you know community team but actually not you know like you've got this hardcore experience of this mm. now which is absolutely amazing um I'm going to kind of stick with that is anyone else want to add to that in terms of is there a, something that you feel as though you've experienced and you think, oh, wow, that's a massive benefit or something I've learned and think, oh, wow, I didn't realise maybe I wasn't as good as that before, but I am now. Jamie, come to you because you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm quite lucky in the fact, not lucky, but uh, I, I finished in three weeks. So I was, I was very lucky to have extended uh, three mm. months um, after my placement finished. Yeah. And it's actually just the you feel so confident going back into your final year that now mm. that you've gathered a routine and you've worked out what your boundaries are and actually how hard you can work. And, and now, you know, I look back on some of my first year projects that the time took me six weeks and I go, I could probably do that in a day. And it's, it's, yeah, it's the confidence and time management now to have that routine, to have discipline, to really crack on with work and, and to know that, you know, whatever you do for your dissertation is is going to be your best work and what the grades you get at the end of it, you're going to deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's quite a few studies on that. that They say after doing a year in industry, going back into your final year, quite a lot of students actually get a better grade because of the experience. Because like you say, you know, you know that that working to a deadline, you'd be more efficient, you know, having the experience that you've gained pushes you maybe a little bit harder. Potentially, So you might see that. Coming out with the first now, Jamie, no pressure. We'll be <laughs> I think for, for all of them, you know, um, you guys are, are so fantastic and you really like pushed yourselves um, and really grown and developed over the year. And so, you know, when you go back to uni, you have that confidence because you've yeah. achieved so much yeah. in this year, and, you know, made such a fantastic contribution. So it's, it is really amazing. So, you know, I hope... I hope everybody goes back to uni after their placement feeling, you know, that sense of achievement. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Bryce and uh, Jasveer, do you want to add anything to that in terms of your experiences? I guess I can just tack on and kind of say more of the more of the same. But um, at least for me, I came in a, a lot of the role that I do is data analysis. And as a mechanical engineer, I, I didn't come in feeling confident about that. That's not something mm-hmm. I've done a lot of. Um like our, our coding classes back at school were very basic. And to think that that was me, my entire job was a little intimidating at first. Um, but to have come in and just like been able to pick up and have people teach me, um, I think the biggest thing for me returning to university is just the idea that these things that I never thought I could do or I thought were out of my reach, um, they're very achievable. If you kind of put your mind to it, which is, is very cheesy, but if you put your mind to it and, and look for the resources out there, there's a lot that you can do that you previously didn't think you could. Um, and I've already done so much of that in my time here to think that I'll have a whole another almost a year to expand upon that and then take that back with me mm-hmm. to university is 
um, kind of mind blowing for me. I've, yeah. I've done more, I think, in the, the time that I've been here than I think I have in all of my projects back at Uni Combined, mm. um, which is really weird to wrap your mind around that I've packed so much in such a short amount of time. Um, so I think just being able to learn so much and, and like Hannah said, in a real world situation, which is so much different than anything you experience mm. in university, it's mm. a completely different workflow and a, a completely different set of, I guess, expectations about yeah. how you do things and the professionalism that you approach them with that it, I think it just puts you one step ahead of everyone when you go back um, and on the right foot going forward to the rest of your career. So, Oh, there you are. Wow. Nods gone apply. There you are. Don't need to say more, do we really? Um, so we're, I was just going to say, well, we're going to go on now and speak to Angela about how the students apply, obviously through Gradcracker, yes. but all about the application process. Um, so if we can if we can start there, Angela, and really break down um, the different areas of the application process and maybe give some yeah. hints and tips per, per section, I suppose. Um, yeah. If we can start with, with that, if you don't mind. Yep, so um, we ask for all applications to be submitted online. Um, so we, we have our applications via Workday, um, which is our, our platform that we, we use. Um, we ask candidates to um, give some thought to a cover letter um, mm -hmm. and to include that as part of um, the, a single PDF along with your CV. Um, your cover letter really gives you the space to kind of tell us what you'd like us to know. Um, but also part of your online application process is to fill in a questionnaire. Um, and this questionnaire, again, gives you the space to tell us about your projects and to really bring them to life. So I would say um, in regards to hints and tips, like these guys who are, who are here on this webinar with me have, have done really well in bringing their projects to life, giving us a high level overview of what the project entailed, but also talked um, really well about what their contribution was or what their learnings um, or their learning outcomes were. So, you know, um, it, it's, it's easy to just like list a whole bunch of projects that you worked on and kind of leave it at that. Um, but we would always encourage candidates to really go that extra mile and, and to kind of bring those to life for us. Yeah. Is there, any, is there any cap on like length of CV that you're looking for, length of any single um, PDF book? Can students go, if, if they've got a lot to talk about, can they go into three pages, for example, of the CV? Is there any limitations there? So yeah, I know that so, some students are quite anxious about that. Yeah, so I, I would always say, you know, we're, we don't have hard and fast rules around length of CV, yeah. um, but I would just always encourage candidates to have a look at our questionnaire as well, because we have so much space for you to tell us about all different aspects yeah, yeah. Of, of your education. Um, just make sure that maybe you have those answers ready as well. Um, so you can put those into our questionnaire so you, you do have that space so you don't have to feel like you have to cram it all into your CV. Perfect. Okay, no problem. And then if you if you were to be successful, you know, people watching this webinar, if they were to be successful, and um, there's a bit of a gap, isn't there, between you offering positions to the students actually starting next July time. Yeah. So how would you suggest that they fill that that gap? You know, obviously they'll still be studying, but what else could they do to prepare for the first day with you? Yep, so um, we hold a big welcome day. So I think yes. Hannah's already spoken about that a little bit. Yes. So um, we invite everybody to come back to the factory and we have hold a big day um, where, you know, all of our industrial placements can meet each other. You can um, see your, your hiring manager outside of the interview process, which is also really nice. Um, but throughout that, that year, you know, we just encourage you to do as well as you can. Um, in your subject areas and in your studies, you know, enjoy being a student. Um, yes. I think these guys will attest to the fact that, um, you know, work life is, is different from being a student. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we would just say, you know, 
um, work hard at your studies. Um, you know, we, we will train you and teach you what you need to know when you do start with us. Um, yeah. With our, with our nice training plan and handover transition period. Yeah. Well, that is a good lead on to my next question. So I know that you mentioned that there is a handover period of about a month's time. And um, so what other training and development is is offered to the, the students um, during the first couple of months? So if there's any particular software that we want the students to use, um, we have different um, software training programs. Yeah. Um, we also are quite active on LinkedIn Learning. Um, we have other, um, you know, kind of local training in place. So um, a lot of industrial placements could potentially have like a mentor within their group or, um, you know, not not just their hiring manager who they report into, but somebody else who they work quite closely with and kind of helps with their projects and things like that. Um, and also, you know, the learning and development is just, it's a whole business type thing. We're always learning. We're always developing. Yeah, yeah, and it's of kind of that, that cycle that we have across the whole business. So everybody's on a journey trying to make improvements and find efficiencies. So it's kind of getting into that that mode of working. So yeah. um, it is really nice at the end of the year when you think, wow, <laughs> this is where I started and this is where I've ended up. And, you know, it's a really, really fun journey. Perfect. Th thanks, Angela. And just to go back to the students on that question. So I'm guessing with your different opportunities um, that you're involved in in your different roles that you do, you are offered training in different ways. So I don't know, Hannah, starting with you, if you could tell us a little bit more about the, the favourite bit of training that you had and, and how that was given to you. Uh, yeah, so we obviously got training over whatever I use. We use different, yeah. quite different softwares and things like that, you know, different licenses in electronics. So it's quite one-on-one -on -one training, you know, rather than given to the entire cohort, we do get general training for a lot of things, but mm -hmm. based on your job role, it's the one-on-one -on -one, um, yeah. or the sort of individual, same sort of thing as learning on the job. You know, once you've picked up the basics, it's a lot of your own questions. What do you need to know rather than yeah. what can they just tell you and you just take in, you know, you don't mm -hmm. take it in until you really start playing with it really and start yeah having a go with what you need to do so it's very much you ask the questions you get what you what you get out of it um yeah. so and you've come up with so many questions in the first week it's it's unbelievable <laughs> um, but you know they're more than happy to tell you so it's very much sort of personalized one-on-one -on -one. I sit directly opposite my uh my line manager so he gets showered with questions every day um yeah. so it's more sort of that sort of personalized basis yeah. um rather than general being spoken at sort of training. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I'm, I'm guessing, Hannah, the, the kind of the key there is to make sure you ask questions. You know, don't sit and not know the answer to something. People are there to help you. Absolutely. Yeah. Any question you have, it's like we all get, sounds crazy sitting next to Bryce, who gets to it every weekend. But as students who are part of the cost cap, we then get yeah. to also work in race support for one weekend or for various weekends that we do on a sort of rotor style. And we get training for that. We do transcribing and we can sit in those briefings, same as Bryce. Um, yeah. So that's sort of the same thing as you just have to ask the questions. You're you're doing transcribing that I've never done before. And I've yeah. got to do it for the first practice. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you just ask those questions and, yeah. and you get that training for that. So, yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Hannah. On to you, Bryce. What, what kind of um, training have you been given? Yeah, so I think very similar things. So a lot of the stuff that we work with in race strategy is all built in-house. It's all stuff yeah. that um, my coworkers has gone and built from scratch to do very specific things that we want. Um, and so for me, it was all one-on-one -on -one training, which is really, really nice. So um, partially the previous IP um, who would go and walk me through his day-to-day -day and how he did his job and, and what he needed to do to be successful there. And then once he left, um, just my entire team really, um, 
like like you said, asking questions, I think is probably the most important part of my job mm -hmm. and being okay with being wrong. Uh, it's going to happen a lot just because there is so much that you need to pick up in such a short amount of time. Um, and so it has just been a lot of, hey, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you come sit with me for 30 minutes and walk me yeah. through this um, and yeah. show me how to do it the right way um, so I can do it right going forward, um, which has been really, really nice. I think that's one of the best ways that I learned personally is just having someone walk me through and to be able to, like she said, play with it and see what I need to do and, and be wrong mm -hmm. with it sometimes. Um, and so that's been been really, really great. Jumping, that's a really good point as well is accepting that right you might ask a question or you might do something and understanding it might be wrong and it's yeah. all right yeah. <laughs> and not to take it personally either yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't know if it's a british thing you know they say that sometimes about that, that we don't take rejection very well <laughs> but it is an understand actually um i've done this i put myself out there a bit or you you know you put yourself in an awkward situation you've done something and understanding okay it's all right to be wrong it's all right that you know you're not gonna then get into trouble after or mm -hmm. waste time because any experience is good experience so yeah it's a really good point you say there about being wrong and it's all right being wrong well I think yeah. everybody's just learning out there sorry Hannah no it's all right I just I was gonna say we as a company I think hold it quite strong that even when we're wrong that's when we learn our, our most sort of important yeah. important I don't know what the word lessons. is. Yeah. Lessons. Yeah, yeah. Lessons. <laughs> That's it. yeah, we learn our, our lessons when we're wrong or when we're, yeah. we're not at the top of our game. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really I think good. Well, you're, you're all working towards the same goal, aren't you, at the end of the day. So, you know, it's you've, you've all got the same path in mind. So it's it's, it's good to be wrong. It's, I think it's better to um, put an idea out there and be wrong or not quite right than just to sit there and not say anything at all because in that way you're not learning, are you? So mm. um, contribution is, is definitely the key. Um, Josvia and Jamie, have you got anything that you want to add on your training and development? Anything a little bit different? Uh, it's just building on what Bryce and Hannah have said, really. Of course, yeah. Asking, asking lots of questions, um, taking advantage of our resources like LinkedIn Learning. So we're very lucky that in-house we get to access LinkedIn Learning for free. And, yeah. you know, we can take courses on any sort of specialism that we want to do. And it's exactly like Bryce said, it's it's the feeling that it's okay to be challenged um, mm -hmm. by other people. So you're not being challenged by other people because they don't like your idea or they think it's stupid. Mm. They're being challenged because they want to get the best out of it and they want yes. the best out of you. And that is that is a really big feeling across the team from mm -hmm. the time of an interview to the time that you walk out the door. You know, even if during the interview, if you're, say, you get asked a technical question you don't understand, you can say, I don't understand that. And yeah. you really feel like that the interviewer will just work with you through it step by step to help you and get the best out of you. But that it's not that, oh, you're wrong. So, you know, we're just going to write up this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Perfect. Does there be anything that you'd like to add? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the software we use is not as complex as everything. Ones they use in engineering, but definitely you've got that one to one with, you know, anyone, your manager, and, you know, the past IP that was there as well. You know, just ask as many questions as you can get. Yes, yeah. you know, as you can ask as well, because it's all you know they're they're there for you to learn. And you know, if, even if you do find something hard, just speak up, and they'll make sure to go through it with you. Yeah, which is really nice as well. Fantastic, thanks, Shazvia. And um, and before we come on to speak to the students about um 
top tips for your first day at Mercedes Formula One. Angela, we've got to have a bit of a mixed audience um, tuning in today. So some who are undergraduates, you know, looking for a placement, some who may be graduating anytime soon or have already graduated. And so tell us a little bit more about your graduate positions. And do, do, do you have them? Can people come back as graduates? Tell us a bit more yeah. about that. So, um, so we do have graduate positions, but um, unlike other companies, um, our graduate positions are permanent. So we, we look to keep our grads. So our grads would be on a two-year program as a grad, and then we would look to, um, to keep them and, and promote them throughout their career, continue to develop them. So um, unlike the industrial placement program, it doesn't follow an annual cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever we have grad opportunities available, they will be on our career site. Mm-hmm. Um, and no doubt on, on Grad Cracker as well. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. As as possible. <laughs> um, so, you know, we would always say that, you know, if you are interested, please do follow us, please register your interest um, because, you know, our grad opportunities, you know, that they, they aren't an annual intake like IP. So definitely yeah. keep an eye on it. Perfect. Thanks, Angela. Yeah, and just to reiterate, so make sure you do follow on Grad Cracker to be alerted this week when they open their um, placements and then obviously, like Angela said, when they have um, graduate positions in the future. So now I want to come back and again, Hannah, I'm going to start with you. Um, what one hint, tip, bit of advice would you give a student who, say, is starting with Mercedes Formula One next July? Yeah, that's a good one. I think for me, the biggest thing was just taking it in. Uh, it yeah. went so, so fast uh, to come. Um, I think I'd flown into the country like two days before. So I was still fresh. I was still jet lagged and showing up to work. Um, it was just like mind blowing to walk in and you walk in, there's a, a Formula One car in your right and you're going through and you're seeing all these people that you know, and it goes by so, so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my recommendation would just be to take it in and to feel like you belong is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so surreal that I think you kind of forget to realize that you've earned it, you've deserved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do belong here and you are part of this team. Um, so um, just really feeling welcome and feeling like it's a place you can be yourself. Um, would be my oh. advice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lovely, Bryce. <laughs> Hannah, did you have anything? Yeah, I think I'd say sim- on the similar lines, but enjoy it. Our first week, we um we got to go to Silverstone on the Friday. They took us all to oh. Silverstone. Yeah. Um, you know, we got our team kit on the first day, everything like that. You know, the first week is... Is almost there for you to enjoy you know mm-hmm. taking all, all the training obviously but we get given so many opportunities throughout that your first week is is very much you know take it all in just enjoy it and yeah. then we'll start from there um yeah. so yeah very much so. i've got a question there so do you wear your t-shirts every day uh, we have team kit but you don't i don't think you have to how do you not so you could wear your own so we're like business casual I'd say um, yeah. it, it depends on like what kind of uh, role you're doing or uh, like who you're seeing for yeah. instance so um you know we do have team kit that's more office wear mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then we also have team kit that's more like test and development like operational kind of side um, uh-huh. yeah so this is our this is our RSR kit <laughs> look very smart guys love it I think we'd wear it every day, wouldn't we, Jess? It's just like where I work. (laughs) (laughs) Show it off. Um, Jamie, Jasveer, your hints and tips. So I suppose my hints and tips for the first week uh, would be, look, I totally agree with Hannah and Bryce on their points, but it's also, you know, use use that opportunity to really network, network, network. Yeah. You know, talk to as many people as you can, get to know people in the office, um, because it's, 
you'll meet a wide range of people with a wide range of skills and, mm-hmm. and abilities that will really help you during your placement. And, you know, another really big aspect of the industrial placement programme is the networking aspect and meeting yeah. people. But, yeah, that's my, yeah, just networking. <laughs> Brilliant. Networking, put yourself out there, try and get some relationships. Sorry, Jess. Yeah, I was going to say, Jamie, because obviously you extended for the extra three months. So the person who will be starting or taking over the reins from you, they've started now, have they? Yes. What was it like doing that handover? I bet, again, that feeling of them asking you questions and then you being that person that's, you know, (laughs) Mr. Experience and having all the answers. I bet that felt strange, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It was was interesting because... Obviously, you know, you say to them, you can ask questions, any questions you like, and then there are some days that you really need to get work done and they're going up to your desk. You have to remind yourself, I was that person. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, my replacement, she's done really well. She's, she's really caught the reins very quickly. And it's this wasn't just me training her. It was it was our, our boss and her mentor. And, you know, everybody pitches in. And that's the good thing about this team. You yeah. must, it, must really check yourself out and think, oh my goodness, this is how much I've actually learned in the past year. Mm. And I don't ever think you know how much you know until you're training somebody else and think, oh my goodness, yeah, I know that bit. <laughs> I was going to you a question and be like, oh, I know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be nice, that full circle moment. Yeah, yeah, handing back. Desbia? Yeah, I think for the first week, you know, in general, as well, just be you and be confident. Yeah, you've been there for a reason, you've picked for a reason, so you can do this. Yeah. But also, like the other thing, just taking in, I think it's such just a surreal moment when I first walked in, because I was one of those people who just, you know, took a photo and then a sign. But yeah, I mean, because like Tosha's office is right next to me as well, so I see him here and there. But yeah, definitely oh, take yeah. it all in. Yeah, just enjoy it as well, because it's a big thing and you learn so much as well. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, be, be yourself, you deserve to be here. Just take it all in your stride. I think those are really, really, really good um, suggestions that you've made to the students. Um, I can't believe it's been an hour already. So thank you all for joining us today. It's been absolutely amazing. Again, don't doubt it ever will be with Mercedes Family One. Um, but make sure, like we've just said before, make sure you follow them um, on Grad Cracker to be alerted. We will be going live with their opportunities this week. So take on board everything that Angela's just said and also the students as well when you're getting your um, application together and putting that in. There's a very short window, like Angela mentioned at the beginning. It is only two weeks. So we're not saying much your application, but just bearing in mind there's there's not much time to get um, your applications together. But do check your application before you send it off. Don't rush it. Don't do silly things like spelling mistakes or anything like that. Get somebody else to read it, Jessica. Someone else to read it, reread it. (laughs) time and time again before you hit send but yes do it in the two-week deadline please yeah and make sure you double check your like contact numbers email addresses oh don't get me started right, awesome. put it out there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so thank you all for joining us today and um, join us on thursday we'll be joined by sellerfield but good luck in your applications and we, we're hoping that you'll be sat on this webinar with us next year being a placement student so fingers crossed good luck everybody and and um, thanks for joining us today Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See Bye you later. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.